Welcome to Catch the Fires Family Life Podcast. A chance to hear about what God is doing amongst us as a family in London and to get into the Word of God together. For more information about getting plugged into Catch the Fire, check out our website, ctflondon.com, and our church we are. Well, hello. 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 Welcome. Uh, you are joining us for episode nine, I want to say. Ten. Ten. I think. 127. Guys, I'm going to Don't quote me. <laughs> I think it's 10. Don't and, quote me, but it's being recorded. And now we're due for another another five minutes of discussing what episode <laughs> it is. It's really important. Tom's not with us today. Um, he's taking some time back. And so, uh, Tom, I know you're listening. Um, and we're going to make it our, our, our effort to talk about detailed things like what's episode number it is as much as we can because we know you enjoy listening to things like that um actually what we were doing just before we clicked on was uh, looking some of you may may have seen uh, a meme going around that is uh likening bible translations to star wars characters um and we were reading we were reading a few of them um so we read you, you'll have to find it online and i don't know maybe we can post it but it can be our monday meme um uh, so let's let's have a look. Uh, the Good News Translation, which I, I think that was my first my first Bible, um, likened to Luke Skywalker and the characteristic, not especially intellectual, but stays true to its calling and has its heart in the right place, responsible for many saved lives. Oh, that's good. Um, I don't think I've ever read that one. Good News Translation. Yeah. G and T. I've definitely had a G and T. I think it's what the kids' Bibles are. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Some have major issues with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's some of these I just can't read. Hebrew, <laughs> Hebrew and Greek translations. Hebrew and Greek translations of the Bible. Chewbacca can't understand without an education or a translator. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes, you should check it out. There are some very funny ones on there. Um, but welcome, uh, and we are starting a new week. It's Monday in the office. And uh, how is everybody doing today? I'm going to confess I'm feeling a little tired, a little bit sleepy today. Oh, did you not sleep enough on your holiday? Wow, I feel welcomed. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> I did sleep. I slept a lot. But we, we got back because we wanted to be back in time for church on Sunday. So I was in Portugal for three days, sat on a sun lounger, reading, uh, ironically, reading a Star Wars book and a Christian book, <laughs> alternating between the two. Uh-huh. Did um, you find any links? Did you? <laughs> I didn't, but I, but I haven't looked hard enough yet. Um, and yeah, so we had a really good time, but we got back and the flight was delayed by an hour. And then we sat on the runway for half an hour, so we didn't get back to London's South End Airport, which I would question, I think London needs to be inverted commas on the wall of the airport, um, which means we didn't actually get in till about after sometime after two o'clock on Sunday morning and then up for church. So I'm a, a little bit on the tired side, but um, other than that, good. 
How about I think everyone we're else? all feeling a bit sluggish today. Yeah, but good. I didn't yeah, go to bed till two. No. We took a nap yesterday afternoon. This is why I don't take naps. Oh, did it mess your sleep I up? I was just like, Love a good afternoon nap. Yeah, I was amazing in the moment. This is divine. And at two a.m. I'm like, always excellent. Well, before we dive into the Bible, we do have some family news for this family life, and nobody really wants to. We're all in denial. We're all in denial because Saint Mary of Melrose. She's going back to Melrose. <laughs> and moving to Scotland. <laughs> no! Mary, as of September, will be moving on to Pastors New. So, Mary, what, what's, uh, what's, what's coming up for you? What, what, what do you feel God's been doing in you in this season? Why are you leaving? <laughs> How can you make you stay? I think it's just I'm ready for something new and God's been kind of working in me a while about traveling more and kind of doing more I guess I've been in London six years and I'm kind of excited to go to a new place I mean I could come back I'm open um I don't fully know yet what I'll be doing um he's been speaking to me a lot about America so possibly America um but we shall see where he's leading me but I'm excited to to go somewhere new and try something different and just kind of head, head have headspace to kind of see what he's calling me Cool. Okay. Well, I suppose not everybody will know, but you you uh, did your degree University of Westminster just yeah. up the road, um, and so you've been at Catch Fire pretty much all the time. Yeah. Since you've been doing degree, and then in the office three years. In the office three years. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and so you've since nice. university, yeah. you've really sort of been in the same location yeah. since, and so I can I can. Uh, I think we could sort of see, like, you know, there's a big world out there and mm-hmm. want to go and explore and see what God's saying. So yeah. I think we I think we both get it. And also we're like, no, don't, <laughs> don't <laughs> leave. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a country girl. I miss the beach. <laughs> I love uh, cities. So I'm like, oh, yeah. fields. Please pray for Mary as she yes. gets ready to, to move on. And pray for, um, us, pray for us as we <laughs> try and... We're hiring. We're hiring. <laughs> if you know how to do media things. Um, media things. Then, yeah. That's what I do, media things. Media things. <laughs> but anyway, um, we'll talk, I'm sure, more about that in the coming weeks. But let's. Uh, we, we're going to be bold and brave, and um, we are going to finish Chapter 1 today, which is going to break our theme of just doing one sentence a week one verse a week but we're going to try and push say, through so we're going to pick up from uh verse 18 and tanya can you read us from ephesians 1 verse 18 and through to the end of the chapter please yes in absence of official reader ellie yes <laughs> i pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realm. For above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body, 
the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Nice. Excellent. So, uh, Kate, as per usual, would you like to read the passion? Because it was a more passionate version. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be, oh, there's a full stop there. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. And now he is exalted as first above every ruler, authority, government, and realm of power in existence. He is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised, not only in this age, but in the age that is coming. He alone is the leader and the source of everything needed in the church. God has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus Christ and has given him the highest rank above all others. And now we, his church, are his body on the earth and that which fills him who is being filled by it. Come on. Come on. That is good. I'm going to read the the message, which we we haven't used a lot of the message recently uh, by those, anyone who's who's interested with the little Star Wars meme, the message likened Jar Jar Binks to uh, to it. So uh, I feel a little harsh. Um, uh, But um, yeah, I just, I thought I'd read this one out because I think it gives a a different, um, different spin on it as well. Um, So, I ask, I ask the God of our master Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. Mm. Your eyes focused and clear so you can see exactly what he is calling you to do. Grasp the immensity of the glorious way of life he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his works in us who trust him. Endless energy and boundless strength. All of this energy issues from Christ. God raised him from the dead, set him on a throne in deep heaven and in charge of running the universe, everything from galaxies to governments, no name and no power exempt from his rule. And not just for the time being, but forever. He's in charge of it all, has the final word on everything. At the centre of all of this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts, by which he fills everything with his presence. So a couple of different runs at that. I don't know what you guys were getting, but when I was reading this earlier, I was feeling that there's there's a like a, a, a focus from Paul on having our eyes open to see what he's, what God has called us to having our eyes open to see that there's this immeasurable great power that God is working toward us, not just through us, but towards us who believe. And all of this, both the calling and the um, the power that's worked in our lives, comes from everything that Christ has done and everything that Christ is. 
and you can almost flip the the passage on its head and start with everything that Jesus has done, everything that he is, everything that comes from him, his authority, and then say, because of all of this, we have a calling and we have this great power working towards us. I sort of feel like he, you, you could take this little chunk out and turn it on its head. It would still make sense. So that was what that was what I was I was getting from it. Um, what about everyone else? Anything jump out from you uh, for reading that verse? The things that I was thinking about was um, him writing to the church in Ephesus, and I'm like, is this? Is this just exhortation, or do they do they need reminding that Jesus is the head of the church, hmm. and that like all these blessings are available, and the intimacy with Him is available, and what is what is the inheritance? Oh, it's us, hmm. and what is our inheritance? And like this, just what I guess He's telling them about the culture of being the body of Christ, hmm. um, because it's kind of a new concept to them. So that's kind of what I was thinking about when we were reading through it. Yeah, yeah, that's good because he's he's writing to a to a, a group of people in a city that's well known for different religions, different temples to all manner of different kinds of gods, and and they wouldn't necessarily have the the Jewish culture. Um, and so, yeah, so I think the culture is the the culture of okay, Christ's rule and the culture of the church, um, which is his body, um, is really is really helpful. How about um, a thing that jumped out to me is this this uh, verse nineteen where it says, "What is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe?" Mm. And I just thought there's something about that his power towards us. I think maybe um, a Christian culture is that we we think about God's power working through us because we're thinking of miracles we're thinking of uh wanting to pray for people to see the supernatural and so we i think we often see ourselves as conduits to the power of god um and it's the power of god that's going to heal but he wants me to step out and put his hand on that thing and he's going to flow through me mm-hmm. i don't often think about the power of god working towards me or working for me does that does anyone else mm-hmm. yeah. um and i i think that one just kind of this, you know, riches of inheritance, um, that's something, you know, we talk about sonship, we talk about the inheritance that sons and daughters have, but there's something about this this power that works towards us who believe. Um, I, I guess it sort of is, it's reminding me that I'm, I'm not just a soldier or a servant for God. I'm not just a tool for the Lord to use. I'm actually the recipient of his power. Mm-hmm. And I need to perhaps... For, any, for anyone else who's in leadership, have to sort of pull back and say, hold on, like my primary identity isn't always just to do things on behalf of God or do things on behalf of the kingdom. It's actually just to sort of be a vessel that receives, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else Yeah, I think I was going to say on that as well, I love in the Passion Translation that it says, continually experience the power. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel that like often with power is something that, in in moments you're like god would you release your power right now mm. but actually making it a lifestyle of receiving his power like continually receiving mm. it and then also when it goes on to saying that it will be an ab you will be your life will be an advertisement of this power mm. so it's i just find it really encouraging that the access he gives us 
and the fact that through that it's an advertisement of who he is, that people will see that on us and in us and be like stirred by that. Mm. Yeah, and that goes back to the earlier bit, um, verse 18, when he, when he says, when we have our eyes, uh, the eyes of our heart enlightened that we may know what is the hope to which he's called us. Um, that, you know, sadly, that's that's something that the world doesn't always see when it looks at Christians, that like, oh, there's, this is something I, they, these are people who carry hope or these are people who carry power. It's often where these are people who carry disgruntlement or complaints or, you know, negativity about things. And yet... If we're on display to the world, then people should be seeing, according to this, they should be seeing hope in us. They should be seeing calling and purpose in us, and they should be seeing power in yeah. us. You know, we mm-hmm. should be the most the fill, most filled up people on the planet mm-hmm. um, because of, as it goes on, everything that Jesus has done and everything yeah. that Jesus is, um, which for me comes back to what Tom was saying last night, or no, what Abby was saying about um, being at Jesus' image in... Florida and them saying our number one goal is just to run towards the face of Jesus mm-hmm. that's all we exist for and you can sort of see well that's what you get when you run towards yeah. Jesus you get the power the hope and the calling and the purpose and um and the, the infilling mm-hmm. yeah, I was thinking about like how does it look like practically speaking because I, I know that I need more more revelation in, in that verse because so many times like so many things in my life would be different even the way that I approach or I, I, that I think about things if I was more aware of what does it mean. Like it says that the same power that rose Jesus from the death. Like, I mean, come on. Like his body was like decomposing and I'm, I'm very visual. So I go like, hmm. it's like, yeah, everything went back into place and the spirit was put out and then he, he came back to life. And I was like, that same power is acting in me. So what does it look like on a daily basis? Because sometimes I'm really aware of the presence of God. I'm like, yes, yes, let's go change the world. But some of the times like, I'm overwhelmed by like the, the, the things that I'm doing. Like, so I was like, yes, God, I need more, more revelation on, on that. Like, I, I want to know what does it look like to, to be aware like, on, on a daily basis and on, on minute by minute. Like, what does it look like? that I'm sitting with you in heavenly places and that every single ounce of power that rose Jesus from the death like is alive and active mm. within me. So I was just like thinking about that. I need that my eyes would be like, like with mm. all of that. So I think that verse 18 is just like, yes, that's a good prayer right there. Uh, it's really yeah. good. I was listening to something. I've, I've got a question to ask, but I'll, I'll just share this thought quickly. Um, I was listening to a Bill Johnson talk where he was saying that so many Christians live their life with a... Um, with an understanding that everything has been won for us at Calvary, but a large proportion of the everything that was won for us will only be accessible in eternity, in heaven, rather than now. And he was like, no, 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 everything that was won for you has been placed in an account for you to access, and heaven on earth starts now. Mm. And so this idea of, like, as Christians we perhaps project a lot of what we have access to, to some future date, eternity, or, you know, when we're in glory, and actually limit how much we actually operate in now. Mm-hmm. And so I guess my question is, like, how do we become more sensitive? And for the person who's listening and saying, hey, look, I want to have the resurrection power in me. I want to be a person of hope. I want to be someone who uh, the person at my local shop or my neighbor or something sees me as someone who is different standing out and I want that 
the reason I stand out to be they recognize the presence of God on me. How do we who, how do we speak to that person who maybe is listening and saying, well, yeah, I, of course I want more. Of course I want more. How do I step into it Monday to Saturday when I'm not in the worship mob melee that can be my service, can be my worship time? What, what do we say to that person? I met a pastor in Argentina. We were on outreach there. And I remember that someone asked a question similar to, to what you were asking. And his response was brilliant and so simple. Like, everything in our life will be solved with more of Jesus. Just go and look for Jesus. Because, like, he will give you, like, the practical steps. And I was like, that? I wanted, like, something, like, more elaborate. And he was like, no, everything in our life will be solved with more of Jesus. Go and meet Jesus' face. Like, look for his face. And you would know. I was like, oh, oh. Maybe, yeah. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Not the answer I was expecting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah, more of Jesus. Hmm. Makes it more sense. But I think that's what's yeah. good about that is it's, there was a direction after that. So there's a, yeah, of course, we can all gather around a table and say, more of Jesus is going to yeah. make our life better. Mm-hmm. Go and meet Jesus. Yeah. Go and do it now. Yeah. Go do something. And I think that's, it's such a small step. But isn't that often like, will nod our head and go, yeah, more of God is what we need. And we all know that mm-hmm. encounter with the creator is going to make the difference. So so, mm-hmm. few, so rare do we actually then take that question, go from asking that question to immediately going and seeking the mm-hmm. face of Jesus. And I, I like I like that the passages say, like, go and do it now. Yeah, go yeah. And that's the thing that often holds so many of us back because we want to hold the, we want to hold the question in our mind. We want a strategy or a formula or something like that. And actually go and seek an encounter for yourself today. Yeah. Um, I was chatting with someone about just how how to get to know God more. And like they've um, not been in a habit of spending time with God and so it's you know if you get out of the habit of it it gets a bit awkward and Mm. like if you haven't seen someone in ages and you're kind of like so how are things (laughs) you know like getting through the awkward bit and it sometimes it can feel like a struggle but if if you're really wanting to connect and, and feel that the dunamis power that's in you and to feel the presence of God one of the things that I've been um coaching someone through is just um, the renewal of our minds and having having scripture playing over us and having um, things that we are declaring out over ourselves every day and like just reading scripture, literally just getting it in you because when it's in you, it, mm. it's more it's a lot easier for things to pop to the front of your mind. Yeah. Like what is that verse? I've hidden his word in my heart so I might not sin against him or you, whatever. And it's like just get it in you and then. Holy Spirit will bring it to mind when you need that truth in the moment. Um, One of the things I really wanted to point out, um, I was reading that website, preceptaustin.org, again, which is, it's so good. And then this commentary was talking about how Paul, he's been talking about the might of Jesus. And then he transitions to the majesty of Jesus. And I really feel like you have to understand, or at least begin to look at the power and might of Jesus in order to fully understand the majesty of Jesus in terms of his rulership and authority and his lordship. Um, and I just love this because he, he's giving the 
the Ephesians a context for who Jesus is and what they can expect from the dunamis power, which is where we get our word dynamite, um, which is explosive. Um, and he also says in here that kratos, kratos is the word for strength, um, which Paul uses a lot in this bit of verses, which is the measure of the dunamis power. Um, and so he's constantly praying for increased measure of the dunamis power. Um, and so basically, I'm just going to read this. Imagine you're, you're this, imagine you're an Ephesian person and you hear about all of this. You hear about Jesus. You never met him, but you've seen these miracles. Maybe you haven't seen miracles, but you, I don't know. It's, it's just still so new. I feel like that's what I'm is resonating with me. Um, so imagining that, hearing this about the, the, the God, the person of Jesus that I'm submitting to and worshiping and all that, it's just, it's really cool to me. So the term under his feet, because it talks in the end about under his feet, in their culture referred to the place of total defeat, to the place of complete subjection. Now this is very, very important. Every rule, every authority, every power, every lordship, every name that is named, and you can exhaust every one of them. He is high above it, and they're all subjected to him. They're under his feet. They're already defeated. They're up under his feet. Our minds usually turn to earthly rulers, but in Jewish culture, the terms there, rule and authority, power and lordship, are terms they would use for spiritual, angelic rule and dominion and power. And so, and that's just part of what he wrote. This is amazing. But basically, getting in my head that everything is defeated under Jesus. Hmm. He's the head. He's the powerful. He's, he's just, it, everything's defeated underneath him. And it's just a different way of, of hearing about the conquering king being hmm. the head of the church. This is who I'm submitted to. And this is who heals me and loves me. And hmm. I don't know. I just, I feel like reading through this and getting this and hopefully renewing our minds of of who Jesus is and what it means about who he is, what it means in our lives. I think it's just so important to someone feeling the presence of God on a day-to-day -day mm. basis or someone connecting with God when they've, they might feel a bit awkward and they have it yeah. for a while or um, yeah, so I just worshiping a god who is in a slugging match with the world or the enemy, <laughs> trying to keep his feet. Yeah, he's yeah. not far away. He's not fighting all the time. Like the you know, we said, the battle belongs to the Lord, but mm. yeah, it's done. It's yeah. finished. And so on that, we will finish up chapter one uh, Ooh, yeah. of Ephesians. Um, I'll just pray, but I'll, I'll pull up something that I had said few weeks ago in a preach that um the problem with truth is that it won't transform unless it's trusted and that's good truth transforms when it's trusted but truth that's not trusted doesn't make any difference over your life and so whatever it is that you're going through and this will be my prayer that this truth that jesus is the one who is undefeatable the undefeated champion the lord of everything and he both has a hope and a calling and a power working towards you mm. is a truth that you can take to the bank and whatever you're feeling today and whatever you're going through to know is as tanya said 
more of Jesus is going to be the breakthrough, mm-hmm. go and meet him. Yeah. Um, and that's the loving pastoral advice, but we're a church that believes in encountering God's transforming presence. Um, but it requires a level of ownership and, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, the, we can lead each other to the door, but we have to choose to walk through at the end of the day. And so bless you, challenge you, encourage you to, to go and seek those encounters with Jesus today, however it looks for you. But in the name of Jesus, be blessed to have that truth transform your life. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Um, pray for Ellie, who's gone to Ibiza to yeah. go do ministry, uh, not to go party. Um, <laughs> uh, she's going to prayer 24-7, so lift her up. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you on Sunday. See you at Ignite Groups and all manner of things this week. Bless you to have an amazing week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.